Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Blazer. I'm your host, Scott Sempier. In this episode, I chat with Justin Walker through Skype. Justin is a recent Philadelphia Boys Choir alumnus who describes how his time in the choir helped him gain confidence, what activities he pursues now, and what his plans are for the future. Enjoy. Behind the Blazer is the official podcast for the Philadelphia Boys Choir and Chorale. For over 50 years, the Philadelphia Boys Choir and Chorale has been entertaining audiences near and far as America's ambassadors of song. The Emmy-winning and Grammy-nominated program has toured regions and countries of all inhabited continents, performing for many dignitaries and in many of the world's premier concert venues. This podcast, Behind the Blazer, reveals the stories from the choir through interview format. Hello, Justin. Welcome to Behind the Blazer. Thank you so much for being here, and it's nice to meet you. Thank you very much for having me. It's nice to meet you, too. So how did you discover the Philadelphia Boys Choir? Um, when I was in fifth grade, we had just gotten done doing the All, Sit- All Cherry Hill Choir, which was just like the choir for my entire city. Mm-hmm. And my teacher was like, hey, I know you really like to sing, and I know you're pretty good at it. Would you, by chance, want to audition for the Philadelphia Boys Choir? And so I'm like, that would be pretty cool, yeah. So I ran to my parents, and I was like, hey, I want to audition for the Philly Boys Choir. And they looked at the, looked at each other, and then they looked at me, and they said, wait, you sing? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was never something I did at home. Like, I wouldn't just break out in the song in the shower or anything. So when I went to the audition, and when I inv- eventually got in, they were shocked. But it was it was an amazing experience, just especially with the first audition, meeting Jeff for the first time. Like, I could sure. tell he would be a great person to work with. What is it about Jeff that was so telling to you that you would say that? Um, I think just the fact that he was so friendly, because I had I had only really worked with one person in choir before, and I was kind of nervous that it would be something like, like a little more strict audition or something like that, but he was extremely flexible, he was really nice, and he also like made a really nice conversation with my mom and my two brothers, and my one brother has autism, so just the fact that he tried to like talk with him was really telling, like, wow, this guy cares a lot about what he does. Had you heard the Philadelphia Boys Choir perform previously, or was this uh, a blind audition, so to speak? Yeah, I was completely unaware. Um, I actually, I had no idea what they were, and then when my parents, my parents had some idea, but then when they read the paper about, like, your child would be traveling abroad, they were like, are, are you sure about this? Those were some of the best experiences that I've had in my life. So tell us about that. Where did you go? What years? Um, so... In 2017, we went to both Cuba and Ecuador. Um, okay. We were supposed to go to Cuba in 2016, but then because of the Zika virus outbreak, we had to postpone it until, like, January of 2017. So I went to both of those places, and they were amazing. I they were It was beautiful, like, because not only being in, a like, a beautiful location, but being able to interact with the people there who have a completely different culture. And even with Cuba, people have been, like, who had been shut out from America for, like, decades. Just being able to go there and be able to interact with people from a different background is, like, it's it was it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was such a great experience. And we became so much closer as people, too. Like, I, I, a lot of my friends now, I still talk to from, like, the boys' choir. I have, a, I have a few of them now that actually go to my high school. Did you go to East or West? I go to East. Okay, cool. That's where I graduated as well, just 
a few years before you. I'm not. So are you going into your senior year, or did you just graduate? I'm going into my senior year now. So which years were you part of the performing choir, and also which years were you part of the cadet program? So I started in 2014 with the advanced cadet program. I graduated out in 2017. So I was in for three years, one year as an advanced cadet, one year in the choir, and then one year in the junior chorale. Which voice parts did you have, and did you transition at all? Yeah, I, I did transition a little bit. When I was in, um, when I was an advanced cadet, I was a soprano one. Um, when I was in the, when I was in the choir, I was an alto one middle, and when I was in the chorale, I was cambiata. Okay, so how long were you part of the chorale? Um, for a year before I graduated. Did you ever get nervous before a performance? Um, I was never nervous before a performance, but like the the nerves really came going to rehearsals because I used to be I used to have no self confidence whatsoever. Like I couldn't really talk to people that well or like just start a conversation with someone who I'd never met before. So going into the advanced cadet program for the first time and seeing all these people that I had that I didn't know, I was like, Oh god, how am I gonna make friends? I don't know like what's gonna happen and then luckily I met um, I, I saw this one kid who I had recognized from like practicing baseball one day. And so I was like, Hey, do you remember me? And he was like, yeah, I do. Like, and I, yeah. So we ended up bonding over that one moment. Like my self-confidence started to build and I started to make more and more friends to the point where I was like, I could just strike up a conversation with anyone at that point. And it's, it's, it's carried me through life at this point. Had I not been in the boys choir, I doubt I would be doing this interview today. <laughs> That's awesome to hear how it's helped you grow like that. You broke out of your shell a little bit, huh? Yeah. What was the most difficult thing about your choir career? Yeah, I think the most difficult thing was I kind of started going through the choir when my voice was starting to change a little bit. So sixth grade, I was was when I was an advanced cadet, and I was a soprano one, but then my voice had started to change. And then it kind of dropped a little low, so Jeff one day had to test my falsetto to make sure that I'd actually be able to like be in the choir for a year and not have to skip directly to the chorale. So he tested me on two songs and was like, okay, we can use this falsetto for a year and then he could transition into the chorale. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I learned all the songs uh, all the, in uh, alto, two, alto One Middle and a lot of it was just, I had to sing in my falsetto. I wasn't like the strongest singer, but I was at least accurate. And then just, but I think like the transitioning and even like at points using the falsetto because it might be in a spot where I could sing it in like my chest voice, but I would have to sing in my falsetto. So I didn't because it had to be like piano instead. So it, it did take me a while to actually like get down exactly how to use it and when to use it and when not to use it. But I actually I ended up being able to now like learn how to do mix because of that. What do you mean by a mix? Kind of like mixing my falsetto with my chest voice. Because my falsetto wasn't like, oh, it wasn't always loud enough, but my chest voice at the time wasn't always accurate enough, and it wasn't as refined as my falsetto was, in sound at least. Did you have external help, or did you do it all on your own? That was mostly what I did on my own, but I did have a, uh, a voice teacher for a little bit when I started, because when I was auditioning with the standards, there was one recording that was actually wrong. I had to get a voice teacher just so they could like play, like accompany me for the song, so I knew what notes I was singing wrong. Because uh, when I I'd auditioned like 
three or four times previously, and then on like the fourth time, Jeff listened to me and he was like, wait a minute, you're doing it the same time and not changing it at all. Is this what it sounds like? And I'm like, yeah. So he listened to the recording and he went, oh no, that's wrong. <laughs> so I had to I had to find a voice teacher who would like help me fix those like two or three notes and then would accompany me with with that so I'd actually be able to pass it the next time I auditioned. So they did help me a little bit with um, actually like refining my voice. Can you tell us about finding a voice teacher? Um, so I I gotten lucky with that because we were my mom had just kind of like hey well, why don't we look on the internet to see what's see who's local and that kind of thing. We found someone who was really qualified who lived like on the block right next to us. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and their rates were pretty low too. So we're like, I mean that sounds great. And my one brother wanted to do wanted to do piano lessons and she also offered piano lessons and so we're like yeah that sounds great we can just go there with her and then kill two birds with one stone how long did you practice with the vocal teacher i think i practiced for about a year about uh about a year with her yeah and then i'd stopped for a little bit but now i've recently because my my uh my current choir director kind of suggested it so i could like take my voice to the next level i've um started up again with a different vocal uh, teacher. You mentioned your current choir director. Which choir are you in now? I'm in East Singers over at Cherry Hill East, uh, the small group Voce over there. Are your singing segments that you sent me from those groups you just mentioned? When I was inducted into uh, my school's Thespian Society, I sung Beautiful City from Godspell. So when I saw Godspell for the first time, I immediately had fallen in love with the show. And so towards the end of my sophomore year, we had our thespian inductions for our school. And I decided, well, I could sing this song pretty well. And it really resonated with me. So I decided to do Beautiful City from Godspell. Again, that was Justin's solo, Beautiful City from Godspell. And now back to the interview with Justin Walker. You transitioned out of the choir in the past few years. What's been different about your life? How have you transitioned and and changed? So I, th- I have changed a lot from the boys' choir because now I'm able to... Because the boys' choir is really what got me into doing theater. When I was in the boys' choir, I had talked to my math teacher in sixth grade about it. And she also happened to be one of the directors for our school's musical. And so she was like, hey, I know you like to sing and I know you're pretty good at it. Would you want to audition for the show next year? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. So I ended up doing the show and I fell in love with it. So after the choir, I just kind of started doing as much theater as I could. Like I did both the shows at my school. I did shows outside of my school. I even found a program up in Philly at the Kimmel Center, they have a showstoppers program there. And I found that and I fell in love with it. And it's just, it, it's led me to have the self-confidence to make so many like lifelong friends 
from a ton of different places. And I've also, once I started doing choir in high school, I was like, oh, well, okay, the tours with the boys choir, I had a great time with those, but I'm probably not going to be doing like anything like that anytime soon. And so I was talking to my teacher about it, and she was like, well, I, I know you, you, really like, you really like doing this, and you're pretty good at it. I'm actually one of the people who's helping out with a program called American Music Abroad. And so, so she was like, well, we're going to do a tour this summer, go to like six different countries in Europe. Would you want to come? And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So that, it was amazing. It was, it was another great experience that I got really only because I had gained the confidence and gained the talent from the boys choir. Sure. And you'd been internationally traveling already too. Yeah. So you might have known a little of what to expect. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't like a total culture shock when I went over there. Awesome. Which which countries in Europe did you go to? I went to Belgium, Germany, France, Italy, Austria, and Switzerland. Yeah, it was it was all so beautiful. I loved it all so much. Yeah. Did you like the Alps? Did you drive through the Alps there? Yeah, we did. We actually there were two times that we would we went up to the Alps. There was one in Austria and one in Italy. When we went up in Austria, we actually climbed to the top of one of the mountains, went on a little hiking trip. And at the top of the mountain, there was a, there was a huge cross with a book in it that we could all like write our names down in. And so it would be there forever. And it's like, yeah, that's, it, was, it was awesome. And then when we went to the ones in Italy, there was actually a glacier on the top of it. So we had a snowball fight up there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So you left the boys' choir. You transitioned into theater. Have you kept up with the friends that you made from the choir? So when I was in the choir, um, I there were two people that I had really hit it off with when I was actually in the choir. It was Hunter Kaminsky and Zach Yeager. They were two of my best friends in the choir, and they also had a group with them. So I had started talking with them a little bit, just trying to like get out of my shell, and they were really accepting because they had they were like the nicest kids that I had met. And so they immediately accepted me into their group. And for the two years when I was in the choir and the chorale, I was hanging out with them all the time. And one of the people in, the, in that group, actually, Danny Cook, goes to my high school. And I'm still very close friends with them. Like, I made, I made great friends with them. But then once I graduated out, I, didn't really, I wasn't really able to connect with all of them. As I said, I'm still, like, good friends with Danny Cook. But I wasn't really able to reach out to them or talk to them as much but there are times where i'll just like they're they'll out of the blue text me or i'll text them and be like hey what's up how's it been it's been a while so we'll still keep in touch but just we won't see each other every like tuesday and saturday with your other friends after the choir are you able to reconnect with them after your time in the philadelphia boys choir yeah i think so especially since um a lot of my friends now they do like they're all like the theater kids and the choir kids and so I was kind of able to like a, a big talking point when I first started to meet people was the boys choir like I had done this and I was like this is a really cool experience I should share this with other people and then once I did people were like wow that's really interesting and then we would go to, we would start sharing jokes or sharing other stories and it opened up a whole new like window of friendship. So when you began your theater career, did you feel like there were certain expectations because of your Philadelphia Boys Choir training? Did you have more pressure to maybe prove yourself, earn your chops, so to speak? Yeah. So when I started out, I didn't really feel like there were too many standards put on me because 
what they normally like to do was just kind of take everyone as it is. Like, especially in theater sense, uh, if you weren't, if you hadn't really done theater that much, or if you were a freshman, you weren't, you hadn't been like taught by the directors yet because there were acting classes that people took. And so it's like, well, if, if you didn't take the classes, then you might not be a hundred percent ready for it. But I uh, got a decent part in our fall show. My freshman year was It's a Wonderful Life. And I played Sam Wainwright. And so I had a great time with that. And then they started realizing, like, okay, so he's not just he's not just talk. And then when the musical rolled around, we were doing The Music Man that year. And I had auditioned to be in the Barbershop Quartet. And I ended up getting the part. And so they're like, okay, he's definitely someone that we can use. And so that's kind of how, like, they I didn't really feel like they were like, oh, he's in the boys' choir. He's good. I think they were thinking, like, oh, he's in the boys' choir. Let's see how good he truly is. Did you feel like you had to put more pressure on yourself and show hard work and how to act? Yeah, I do think it took – I did have to show, like, a lot of hard work, especially because um, freshman year you have the, like, the first-level acting class. So in that class, I would make sure that I would put my all into everything I did there and take every single note that I was given for, like, a project – read the scripts when I had to do a scene from them and everything like that. And so that way they, they knew like he's dedicated. He really wants to be doing this. He's not just doing this like for fun. What's next for you moving forward? I know you have your senior year coming up and who knows what that's like, but what are you shooting for? So now I'm starting to apply to colleges just because senior year, have to look forward to the future. But what I'm thinking of doing is doing a major in chem and a minor in like theater or music because that way I'll be able to like chem is a, a class that I love. It's a subject that I love and it pays pretty well. So if I don't go into music or if I don't go into theater, I'll have that as like a fallback. But I, even in college, I still want to do shows if I can or be in choirs or acapella groups if I can, because just the boys choir gave me such a love of singing and I, want to keep doing that for as long as I live. That's awesome. So my sophomore year, our spring I, our spring musical was Fiddler on the Roof. I got in the part of Fiedka. And so one day, we had, well, we all had to audition for the one tenor solo during To Life. And I ended up being double cast with another one of my friends. And that was probably, I think, one of the best time, one of the best sounding vocal performances that I've ever had. Justin's singing certainly shines in his acting career. And now for the conclusion of our interview with Justin Walker. Performing really is a huge part of you and the singing part too. 
it wasn't even something you did prior to the audition either. It's funny. Yeah, no, not really. The only reason I ever really started singing was because my teacher one day said, hey, we're going to audition for All Cherry Hill Choir. And I'm like, all right, why not? That sounds like a fun time. And so I did it and I got in and I'm like, wow, this is the singing thing is actually it's, it's actually pretty enjoyable. Once I got with the boys choir, I started realizing like I could make great friends through it and have like life changing experiences with it. Yeah, and that's something you never forget. I've talked to other alumni who have said, these are stories that no one will ever take away from you. Do colleges look at your experiences in the Philadelphia Boys Choir and Corral? And if so, how do they respond? Um, so I haven't really gotten, I haven't really sent an a- any applications yet. But I do know, all I know is that the Boys Choir is definitely going to help in that situation. I feel like, especially if I have to do like an, a college interview or anything like that, the boys' choir would definitely be like a really great talking point because it provided me so many experiences with concerts and like all the time that I spent with everyone and even the the trips, just being in different cultures and everything there. Like I remember when I was in Cuba, there was one day that we had we we played baseball with a, a team of Cuban children there, and just you could tell on they had the biggest smiles on their faces because wow, here are these people from America that are playing baseball with us. And then afterwards, we had all, Jeff had told, told us all to get gloves. And so we, so we could give them to the kids afterwards. So afterwards, we, we all lined up to shake hands and say good game. And then we gave them the gloves. And you could see they were so happy that they gotten them because their gloves were all like worn out and there were holes in them. And now they have these brand new ones that they got from people from America who play baseball with them. Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. Do you remember if you guys won that game? I don't think we did. <laughs> they, were, they were really good. Do you have any other stories from the choir or anything else you think of that you could tell us about how the choir has motivated you to be the man that you're becoming today? Anything else you'd like to add? I do remember the one thing is with both Cuba and Ecuador, there were always the one day that we'd go to the marketplace. And so I'd get there with a group of my friends and all the people who have been there before were like, this is the best part because we get to bargain. I and I was like, okay, that sounds pretty fun. And then after like, a, after like a half hour, I started figuring out exactly how to bargain well and get them down to like less than half the price. So I start, so that, that was such a fun time. And it, it got me the confidence to be able – that honestly I felt more confident there than I did beforehand because like I realized – well, in order to actually ma- want them to sell you the product, you have to be confident in, like, saying no to it until the last second. Just that – and that's a, that's a story that I'm able to tell to a lot of my friends and be like, like, I was able to do this. It's such a fun time. If you ever go abroad, you should do this. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. As someone who is sitting on the other side of the boys' choir in your life now, do you have any intentions of potentially coming back after – college to be in the corral um what's your personal plan for the philadelphia boys choir and you honestly if if i i would love to go back and be in the corral again because it was such a great experience being there and now as someone who's been working in music for years now just and taking vocal lessons and doing shows and all and honestly finding where my voice lies um because now i'm a tenor before i was like leaning towards like baritone bass now i know what my voice sounds like so i'd be i would love to go back 
and perform again because it was such a great experience. And even as like even like the chorale always had always seemed so close, but the chorale would always talk to like the boys in the choir. And I feel like just kind of that like sort of like a mentorship between the chorale and the choir is such a great experience that I would that I loved when I was there and I'd love to give back. But if I'm not able to be in the chorale, like I move somewhere and I'm not able to be in the choir, I would love to always come back and see the concerts again because the concerts were so beautiful. The music was amazing. And I'd love to see what they do in the future. So you spoke about mentorship. Mm hmm. Can you tell us more about that from the chorale, especially what mentorship did you receive? Really, it was from when they were our chaperones on the uh, on the tours. So in Cuba, I actually had Bruce Smith, Jeff's dad, was my was my chaperone for that. And on the buses and on and just while we were walking around and everything, we had like the most amazing conversations because like. He liked the culture and the history, and I was also like a big like fan of the history there and the culture as well. Because w- there was one day we went to a museum that kind of showed how the revolution in Cuba worked, and we b- we both like loved it and we were talking about it all the time. And then afterwards, once we had gotten back from Cuba, there was one day he saw he had gotten a like a like a traveler's magazine all about Cuba, and he's like, uh-huh. hey, I saw this. I think you'd like to. I think you might like it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And so I read it and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I, I still have it in my closet. Like it's it's been something that I've been able to hold on to because he was such a great guy and kind of like kind of helped me to bloom because I, I realized I could talk like I could talk to people who were older than me and mm-hmm. be able to have a really nice conversation with them. He kind of he, he really brought me out of my shell with that. It was it was so so helpful for becoming who I am now. That's incredible. So if you had advice for someone thinking about joining the PBCC, what would you say? I'd honestly say go ahead, you know, because it's I I know people who have said like, oh, I think I should, but I don't know if I want to. If you ever have a thought that you want to audition for the Boys Choir, just go ahead. If you don't get in the first time you audition, there's always you can always try more than once. If you don't get in one year, you could maybe take vocal lessons or something. And then the next year, you might have a better chance of getting in. Or And don't discourage yourself if you don't get into advanced cadets or don't get into the choir right away. If you have to go through the entire system with beginning cadets, if they think your voice sounds good but you need a little more music training, then they know what's best for you. They know what, that you if, if you need the music training or the vocal training, and if you don't get in... That's because they think it's you're not ready right now. There's never a there's never a thing where if they say no, that means you're never going to get in. You have no chance of ever being in here. If they say no, that's just saying right now your voice isn't ready for it, but that could change. Great advice. That sounds like a good philosophy for life. If it doesn't work out for you, keep on trying and just don't give up. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. I like a lot of my philosophy is Everything happens for a reason. So if something happens to you, like getting told no your first your first time you audition for the boys' choir, well, there's nothing to stop you from learning from that or from changing or from even trying it again. Well, Justin, I really want to say thank you so much for being with us here today on Behind the Blazer through Skype. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I had a great time today. 
It's really great to meet you. Good luck with your senior year at Cherry Hill East. And Thank you very uh, much. Best wishes to you in your future as a chemistry major with maybe a minor in theater or music. It's a pretty robust plan you have before you. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, our guest today was Justin Walker, a Philadelphia Boys Choir and Chorale alumnus. For Behind the Blazer, I'm Scott Sempier. This has been a podcast of Behind the Blazer, the official podcast of the Philadelphia Boys Choir and Chorale. To buy tickets for the next performance, support, hire the choir, or audition, go to our website at phillyboyschoir.org.